This is the download from Sounds Profitable, the most important news from this week and why it matters to people in the business of podcasting. I'm Manuela Bedoya. And I'm Gabriel Soto filling in for Shreya Sharma. This week is a little different as we bring a lighter batch of news. Occasionally a flashy bit of news like say a billionaire purchasing a major social media platform comes along. These big moments tend to cause companies to reschedule announcements or distract outlets from covering something not as flashy. It's a light episode today, my friends. That said, this week, Warner Media launches a podcast network. Spotify weathers the storm and personnel changes at Edison Research. By the way, if you speak Spanish or want to learn, you can catch Manuela and me on La Descarga de Sounds Profitable. It's a podcast of the news we cover in this show, but in Espanol. Las noticias más importantes en el mundo del podcasting. Check out La Descarga de Sounds Profitable on your favorite podcast app or at soundsprofitable.com slash la descarga. That said, let's get started. Warner Music Group is dipping its toes into podcasting with its first network, Interval Presents. The new network slate promises a variety of content led by popular musicians and celebrities who work with Warner Music Group. Quote, the initiative marks the first major music label to follow in Sony Music's lead. Sony entered the podcast arena five years ago in May 2017. End quote. Warner Music Group's Senior VP of Digital Strategy and Business Development, Alan Coy, has stepped into the role of General Manager of Interval Presents Content. CDO and EVP of Business Development, Juana Roxandra, set the tone for what Interval Presents intends to accomplish. She says, quote, There's a hunger for more inclusive and authentic podcast content. And with Alan leading the charge, we're thrilled to launch an audio platform that will connect with this growing audience and spotlight a breadth of voices and perspectives. End quote. While this might initially look like simply another company jumping into the field of celebrity podcasts, that itself is enough to help grow the industry. With more celebrity-hosted podcasts comes a higher chance of graduating those who only listen to music into full-fledged podcast listeners who seek out content beyond their initial introduction, be it with a Jason Derulo-hosted fiction podcast or a Lupita Nyong'o series on African diaspora. This week, Spotify's quarter one numbers became the subject of much discussion as they became public. On Wednesday, Bloomberg's Ashley Carman published Spotify tumbles as investors question podcast investments. Quote, Spotify Technology SA has spent more than a billion dollars in an effort to become the number one name in podcasting. But investors' patience is wearing thin on how much that will cost. End quote. Carmen's article paints a cloudy sky for the big green dot with investors getting antsy at the amount of money invested in podcasting intended for long-term growth over short-term returns, including a gross margin of 25.2% that falls short of the 30% to 40% target. That said, both paid subscriptions and unpaid ad-supported users are up despite locking out Russian users and a much-publicized Joe Rogan backlash. Sarah Paris 
writes a TechCrunch article on the same subject this Wednesday. Quote, despite losing 1.5 million users in Russia, Spotify's premium subscribers grew 15% year over year in the first quarter to reach 182 million, largely in line with analyst estimates. Ad-supported users, meanwhile, grew 21% to reach 252 million. The hashtag delete Spotify movement sparked by a transphobic conversation in his latest Jordan Peterson interview, a history of COVID-19 disinformation, and a compilation of him saying a racial slur led to musicians and podcasters alike pulling their content from Spotify or threatening to cancel contracts. As Sarah Perez reports, quote, but App Store data at the time indicated rival streaming apps were not getting a boost from this latest PR headache as Spotify's app had continued to see millions of weekly downloads, a significantly larger figure than its nearest rivals, even amid the delete Spotify campaign on social media, end quote. That lack of attention to rival apps likely stings especially hard for Neil Young, a figurehead of the Rogan backlash who pulled all of his music from Spotify in protest of Rogan's COVID-19 disinformation. Young, a vocal critic of low-quality MP3 streaming on services like Spotify, also happened to be releasing high-quality versions of his discography on Amazon Music shortly after the much-publicized stunt. As with all things, Spotify's growth remains a complicated beast. Subscribers are up, stock value is down, all while successfully weathering a weeks-long PR storm. Last Thursday, Spotify dropped an article on their official blog announcing Spotify's big entrance into video podcasting. Quoting the article... Last fall, Spotify began activating video podcasts for creators on a limited basis. Since then, we found that podcasters love having the option to accompany their audio with visual components, and fans love the opportunity to more deeply connect with the content. As of Thursday, creators in the U.S., Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the U.K. gained access to the feature, as well as a handful of new features to help the transition for video podcasters with backlogs. The new system requires a podcast to be hosted on Spotify service Anchor, meaning any existing video podcast interested in trying out the service will either need to make a Spotify spinoff feed or wholesale transfer from their existing service to take advantage of this new feature. Once integrated into Spotify, the video podcasting appears to function identical to simply watching a video podcast on YouTube with those who prefer pure audio able to leave the app or lock their phone to background the video. Video and podcasting challenges an open ecosystem to consider themselves creators, agnostic of any one medium, while also pushing them into siloed solutions. Podcast-first creators exploring video as a channel is powerful, even if the current options dead-end into proprietary solutions. Spotify's requirement that a new show must be hosted on their own service. Anyone currently producing videos with their podcasts have to weigh the pros and cons of porting everything over into Spotify's silo purely to have one more place to upload the same video content already going up on YouTube and social media. There's promise in the concept of podcasts with video, but current offerings are lacking as they all appear to exist to push to an open podcasting world 
into producing siloed content. And finally, while we don't often cover personnel changes here on the download, this one is important enough that we mention. Tom Webster has today announced that he is leaving his position with Edison Research. But Tom and Edison will both still be with us in the podcasting industry. As Tom says in his newsletter, I hear things, quote, My work with Edison is far from over, and we have established an agreement to partner on many things in the future, end quote. So what will Tom be doing with his time? That's not been announced yet. But again, quoting from today's newsletter, quote, I want to continue to work to establish a podcast industry, a place where established networks and independent podcasters alike have their fair access to information, revenue, and opportunity. I think there are some structural issues in podcasting and some information arbitrage as well. I want to work on both of these issues and help to create the sandbox I wish to continue to play in for years to come. I'm excited about what is next, and I'll have more to say on that in the next edition of I Hear Things, which isn't going away, by the way. Just as I am doubling down on podcasting, I am also going to be involving I Hear Things into something very exciting, broad-reaching, and ultimately useful for podcasters of every stripe. End quote. The podcast industry might be grateful for everything Tom has done at Edison Research to grow the platform, but I'm personally grateful for everything Tom has done for me. See, what you may not know is that I have worked closely with Tom for five years at Edison Research. Now, he said before that he wishes he could have been a better mentor, but to him, I say, you did an incredible job. Clearly, your wisdom is invaluable and I've absorbed a lot. But it is your confidence in my abilities that has allowed me to face challenges I didn't think I was capable of facing. Suggesting I take the lead on presenting research for the first time or asking for my advice as if I were the expert served as ammo to fight off my imposter syndrome. As you did for much of the industry, you opened doors for me to bring my own passion projects to life my own research on Latino and Black podcast audiences. You helped me evolve from a project coordinator to a director of research. And listen to me now, a host of a podcast. I don't think there's a better way to say that I am forever grateful than on audio that will forever live in the world you've helped build. Thank you for everything, Tom. And that was the download from Sounds Profitable. I know we went through these fast, so be sure to check out the links to every article mentioned right in your podcast listening app or in soundsprofitable.com slash the download. And thank you for sticking with us as we bring you the top stories you might have missed from the past week. I'm Manuela Bedoya. And I'm Gabriel Soto. Our producers are Brian Barletta and Evo Terra. Special thanks to Ian Powell for his audio prowess. Gavin Gaddis for writing today's script and to Omni Studio for hosting the download. And thanks to you for joining us. Robot. Robot.